New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Steve Austin. I'm the prison ministry pastor here at New Vision. And we'll be reading from Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, when he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from a burning bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and I will see this strange sight and why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Studying the text and preparing for this podcast, a few truths really hit home with me, and I hope they will connect with you as well. So, First thing I realized is that Moses is just like us. He was a nobody until God made him a somebody. He was a Hebrew baby born into slavery because the Israelite people were slaves and had been slaves for generations. A set of God-led events transpired that put Moses in a position to be raised in the royal palace of the Egyptian hierarchy. And then one day he saw an Egyptian slave master beating on one of his own people, a Hebrew slave. So he killed the Egyptian, forcing him to to have to flee the country at around 40 years old and live in the surrounding desert land called Midian. Now, upon careful evaluation of this predicament sometime later, he makes this statement. Exodus 2, chapter uh, chapter 2, verse 21. I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. Wow. Ironically, he now resides in a place after he had to flee from Egypt called Midian, which means strife. So putting myself in, in his shoes, there must have been some internal strife going on inside of him as a result of the peasant life he was now living, having been used to 
the life of royalty. Now, by the time we pick up here in chapter 3, about another 40 years have passed. So Moses is somewhere around the 75 to 80 year old range. Now, let's start, but let's go back to verse chapter 1. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. So, after 80 years, I want you to catch this. After 80 years, Moses didn't even have his own flock. He was shepherding his father-in-law's flock for him. So, back to verse 1. Moses led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, let's look at that word Horeb. The word Horeb there comes from a Hebrew term meaning desert or wasteland. So, Moses is continually being invalidated by the memory of having to flee the country where he was royalty. He made his dwelling place at a place called Strife. He then leads a flock that's not his own, and 80 years old, he leads them to another place called Wasteland. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't you say this guy really has it going on? <laughs> Not really. Okay. So, here in Horeb, at the mountain of God, which later became known as Mount Sinai, verse 2 says that an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the form of a burning, uh, a burning bush that was not consumed by the fire. Now, I don't know about you, but... You know, um, if I'm in the desert and um, I'm very familiar with desert desert territory and I see a bush that's on fire and it's not burning up, um, you know, sometimes I'm not the most perceptive individual in the world. But at that point, I think that would get my attention. Well, of course, it got the attention of Moses. Verse 3, so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight while the bush does not burn up. Now watch this, verse 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. Now listen, here's a nugget for you. This is chomp worthy, okay? That chomp worthy means that it's worthy to chomp on for a minute, okay? It's chomp worthy. So listen, here it is. God didn't speak to Moses until he had his undivided attention. Hmm. A bush was on fire and the bush didn't burn up. And that was pretty amazing in itself. But nothing changed in Moses until God spoke. Wow. And when God spoke, he affirmed Moses and called him to lead his people out of bondage and into freedom. God said, take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. We'll come back to that in a minute. I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, isn't that the character and nature of God to come down and bring us up? That's exactly what God did with Christ. He came down, took the form of a man, lived as a human the God-man lived sinlessly, took our place on a cross so that we could live beyond any form or fashion that we would be able to live 
within our own strength and ability. Oh my goodness. So now go, he says, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Israel. What a calling. What an incredible picture of God's heart. We oftentimes see a nobody when we look in the mirror, but let me tell you something. God always sees a somebody. Let me wrap this up real quick. Let me apply a couple of things I want you to consider. Many times we travel through life's journey looking for a burning bush experience. Watch this. Remember, God spoke only after getting Moses' attention. Listen, I want you to catch this. What if the dire circumstances you are facing in this moment are the exact strategic ways of God to get your attention so you will listen? You know what that means? It means that God loves you too much to let you stay in your place of wasteland, feeling forgotten, dealing with the internal strife that you are useless for the kingdom of God. God called Moses by name. He instructed him to take off his sandals. Now, in Bible times, there are only two times that a man would take off his sandals. Number one is when he came to a place where he planned to rest for an extended period of time or when he walked into his own home. Listen, I believe God was calling Moses, the one who felt like a foreigner in his own land, to come home. I believe he was offering Moses a chance to take on his yoke and rest in his plan that he had been executed from before Moses was even formed in his mother's womb. Man. So, as we wrap this up, I wonder if someone listening to this podcast today feels isolated, useless, unheard as a slave in a foreign land. What if the God of this cosmos has designed your life exactly as it is to get your attention and call your name? He knows you by name, and he is aligning the pieces of your life. He is calling you to relax at home in his plan. He has made a nobody into a somebody, my friend. So you might as well own it. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow to the next podcast. Blessings. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.